One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores how Bob Jones University empowers individuals to reach their highest potential for God's glory. Welcome today to our program of Highest Potential. I'm Steve Pettit, president of Bob Jones University, and so happy to have our co-host here, Sarah Rumpf. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. So uh, we're enjoying the weather here in Greenville. Beautiful today, up to 80, right? Yeah, I think everybody's ready for something. When is this nice? And uh, talking about ready for something, we've got a pretty cool event coming up next week. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Bruin Days are just around the corner. And what Bruin Days is, is it's um, a competition against all the societies. And each society is um, split up into two teams. And then the teams compete throughout the week with different activities like Shark Tank and uh, Battleship and uh, Greek Games, which is a bunch of field games, um, scavenger hunts. Stuff like that. So it should be really fun. And then it culminates with? The Greek games, yeah. Greek games. And after that, it'll be the fireworks demonstration. Yes. And then there's fireworks too, which are so fun. So it's a fun week. Yeah. It's an enjoyable week. Yeah. It just builds uh, community and it'll make a lot of great memories. Well, the ones I remember, it's it's always been, uh, it's just make a fun week. And I, I think especially with the COVID environment, uh, everybody wants to have fun. Absolutely. Especially, you know, first year students, they're just. Yeah, they're ready. Yeah, they're, they're so ready. ready. Yeah. And I think the fact that we're not having spring break this year because of the COVID issues, uh, we're having days off, extra days off. We had one like this week. Yep. What'd you do? So on Tuesday, it was beautiful as well. So I went to the Swamp, swamp Rabbit Trail and nice. went bike riding with some friends and then nice. uh, went with another friend and went for a long walk and then did some homework or whatever. So that's great. Yeah. Well, we also have, uh, going on this spring, something brand new in our, our, uh, intercollegiate sports. We have a Bruins baseball team. Yes. And so what's, what's the buzz about baseball around here? Yeah. So it's really fun. Um, I was able to, um, go to the first game that of was the cool, season and that was really fun. It was a great turnout and, uh, it was just cool to, watch a game that I actually understood. <laughs> so, um, you know, soccer is fun, but I sometimes I get a little lost and basketball, right. I also get a little lost. So but baseball. I get volleyball, get, but baseball, I used to play softball. Right. Um, and so I'm really familiar with the sport. Plus it's just, you know, all American kind of game. And it's such a nice park. Yeah. It's and just the park's so, beautiful. It's so amazing that we're out there. Well, uh, this weekend, uh, the the uh, Bruins baseball team play tonight, and then uh, two t- games tomorrow against Carolina University. Yes. Yep. And uh, I wanted to be able to have a conversation with our coach, Brent Castile, who is a tremendous coach. He graduated from Bob Jones, but he also played for the Chicago Cubs. And so I hope uh, you folks will enjoy this interview that I had with him as he talks about the Bruins baseball team. Well, what a what a blessing it is today to have Coach Brent Castile, our head baseball coach of the BJU Bruins 
baseball team. Coach, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for letting me come up and have a talk. Oh, listen, I'm so excited about your being here and your being with us here at Bob Jones University. We've known each other for a few years. Several. I don't know how many, but it's been several. It, yes. it goes back when you were much younger. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you, you've come here and We've launched our inaugural baseball season this year out at Conesty Park, which is just an amazing story, the fact that we're even able to play there. And so what we'd like to do is uh, just uh, take time with our audience for you to talk a little bit about your life. We want to know more about you and about the program you've got going, where we are, where we're headed. So uh, let me just start out and ask you to tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, and when you started playing baseball. Okay. I, uh, I grew up in Central Florida. So I was down in the uh, down area where baseball, everyone played because we had great weather. Uh, you can actually play out there and the sun will be out and it'll be raining at the same time. So you can keep playing. But started when I was eight years old as a young man and uh, just loved it right away. Was it Little League Baseball? It was Little League Baseball. Okay. Yep, Little League Baseball. And then uh, I went up uh, through the ranks and, and kept playing and just had more and more opportunity and loved it more and more and had, had a great coach. I had a... I had a man who was a Christian man, Mr. Lee. His name's Eddie Lee. And he started coaching me when I was nine years old. And he actually was my coach every single year until I was 18 years old. Wow. So that was a that was a great thing to have him taught me the basic fundamentals of the game and taught me how to play the game and how to go win. And That's great. Uh, great man. Great so man. So you played public high school? What, I did. What high school? I was attending a Christian school up, up until seventh grade. Part of my testimony I could give later, but uh, started attending a, a public school in eighth grade, and then all the way up through uh, my senior year, and even secular college, I, I played baseball. So, there. what year did so, you finish high school? 1982. 1982. Trying to, trying to make me give my age here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what'd you do? What'd you do after high school, baseball wise? So, I went to two years of a junior college down in Florida, Santa Fe Community College. It's right in Gainesville, where University of Florida is located, and uh, played there two years. And then uh, got drafted in 1984 uh, for the Chicago Cubs. 1984. And got to sign the contract and, and uh, fulfill So tell me about that. You know, not many people we get to talk to get signed to play professional mm. sports. So I think, I think you're probably the only coach here that's then played in the professional ranks. Yeah, I think. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I so tell me about that. Oh, great day. Um, you know, you, you just, as a kid, you're, you're thinking about that day of – maybe having the opportunity of being a professional player in the sport that you've been playing in all your life. And uh, all of a sudden got that phone call and, uh, and did you it was know real. The, did you know the Cubs were looking at you? <laughs> I knew it was the Cubs and it was the Red Sox that were, that were looking. And they were just scouting you at your t- as your team was playing. Right. Right. And uh, got the phone call from the Cubs and, uh, and got the offer. So, so, and then from there, what'd you do? Well, signed the contract and went out to uh, to what was called extended spring training at the time because I had to finish my college season at that time. They don't do that anymore, I don't think. Okay. I think you can sign and go on. I'm not, not really sure about that. But um, went ahead and went out to uh, Arizona, out to Ho-Ho Cam Park is where the Cubs were at the time, and jumped right in with all the guys and realized real quick. How real many quick guys that, were there? Oh, uh, at that time they were about – Probably 25 or 30 because the teams had already left okay. for the season. Okay. Um, so this was this was extended extended spring, the guys that were left behind. These were all they college were trying to guys place. or high school. Yes, exactly. And they're trying to look for places and teams to put them on. 
So I uh, went there because it was, it was after I finished my season. So I had to wait. So got out there and uh, found out real quick that um, you, you think you're the, the guy that has the best arm. You think you're the guy that has the best bat, but all of a sudden you realize there are a lot of them. They're all good. <laughs> They're all good. And so it just pushes you to, to get better. And, and it did. So um, uh, we'll come back to the, your spiritual experience. But how long were you with the Cubs? I was there three years. Okay. And played in the minor leagues there. And that's when I had the opportunity to be with Greg Maddox and Joe Girardi and Mark Grace. And there are several others. And they were just one of the guys. That just were just one of the guys. Yes. Yes. They and, were wonderful. And uh, what, what leagues did you play in in the minors? You never got to the bigs. I didn't. I didn't make it to the big leagues, but I I, uh, I made it three or four steps up the ladder. I had two more to go. Okay. And uh, did you get double A? I, I got up to high single A ball. I see. Okay. Right. And uh, and they and they're all good at that level, aren't they? They're, they're all good at that that level. Absolutely. What's the difference between staying in the minors and getting into the big big leagues? You know what? I think uh, the biggest part of it is mental. Okay. I really think the biggest part of it is mental because everyone that comes out has a skill set or you wouldn't be there. Right. Or they made a mistake and they brought you out there and you shouldn't have been there. Right. But the majority of the time, um, it, it's mental. Okay. It's learning how to, to grind daily. And, I mean, you're going through, you know, 175-game schedule. Right. And, and it's, it's every day, sometimes doubleheaders. And it's constant on the road. And you can get tired of it. Oh, you, you do. You get tired of it. And, right. and how do you adjust to all of that? So learning how to deal with that and still make it fun okay. is, is a task. And plus, you're out there competing with the guy that's standing next to you, but he's your teammate. Right. So how to be a teammate and how to grind and how to push on and take his position, even though you're your teammates. Wow. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a task. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk about how it is, how the Lord worked in your life, mm-hmm. baseball. And then how how you have seen it into before you ever came to Bob Jones and ministry opportunities and how how God how you have used baseball for the Lord. Right. Okay. I uh, I got saved when I was nine years old, so the Lord was was uh, in my heart. The Lord was there, but I was not living for Him like I should, and uh, that happened back several years before. And the Lord was gracious and mm-hmm. uh, and allowed me to do what I was going to do and allow me to have my way. But uh, he continually prompted my heart. And uh, finally got to a point, I got to my, my second spring training, got a phone call from my father, and my father was crying on the phone. I'd never heard my dad cry. Wow. And uh, he said that he was in the hospital and his mother had just passed away. Okay. But it was also tears of joy, I say all the time, because her pastor was there and led my dad to the Lord right there in the hospital room. Wow. And uh, so it was, It was uh, you know, one of those days, emotions all over the place. So I got off the phone, and, and uh, the Lord just really used that and convicted my heart. I knew that I was not doing what I was supposed to do and living the way I was supposed to live. So I called my mom back, and I said, hey, can you can you please get a Bible for me and send it out here? How old were you in this time? Uh, I was about 23, okay. 23 years old. Okay. She got a Bible. She sent it out. At that time, the Lord just started opening doors. And showing me different guys who were on the major league team and the minor leagues, everything. And I was going to Scott Sanderson. He was one of the pitchers at the time. We would go to his house for a Bible study on Sundays and spent time. There were major leaguers, big leaguers there and minor leaguers there. So you were making friend decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And the Lord was showing me different things. And I I honestly, I had no, I didn't know how to have devotions. I'm ashamed to say that, but it's the truth. Mm. 
I didn't know how to, how to have devotions. And I thought, how do you do this? How do you play baseball for God? Right. How do you do this? And so the Lord just started showing me slowly. And uh, I was learning and, I, you know, dipping back into the world a little bit, but right. yet doing the right thing and going back and forth and riding the fence. And, and finally, the Lord had enough. And uh, that's when baseball was taken away. Hmm. And I honestly believe that's why God took baseball away and, uh, and ended my career. And how did that happen? Um, uh, I got a letter in the mail that I received, and it said, amongst some other things, it didn't say anything about what I was lacking in the game, but it said we'd simply like to, we appreciate everything you've done. You've given 110% both on and off the field. You've been the model uh, player that we've been looking for as far as off the field and the way you handle yourself. But this time we'd like to point your future in a different direction. And that was it. And I've never heard to this day what I was lacking. (laughs) I just know that it wasn't enough. Well, oftentimes I guess they'll they'll look at a person and just say, we don't think he's going to go as far. That that had to be what it was. And they just, you know, whether it was arm or bat or I don't know, you know, I have no idea. And I've even spoken to a couple of individuals since then, but nothing was revealed. So we just left it at that. And it was of the Lord. And you were how old at this time? And I took that. I was 20, 24, I believe. Okay. At the time, I think is where it was. And what happened after that? So after that, I I got back home and I knew I needed to be in church. I knew I needed to pick the right friends, as you suggested earlier. And uh, and I needed to really get things squared away. God had taken everything away that was a distraction now. Mm-hmm. Baseball was gone. And so now, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? So I started really getting involved with a singles group at our church where I grew up and spending time with them and just really seeking God's direction. Well, the pastor came to me and said, who had been my pastor my whole life, he said, I've got a job for you. I want you to be my, my head baseball coach for a Christian school. And I said, well, I need a little bit more of a job than that because I need a little bit more of a paycheck. He said, I've got it. You see me on Monday. I showed up on Monday, and I went straight from professional baseball to being the janitor for our church and school <laughs> and uh, and our head coach, baseball coach. God can keep so, us humble. Oh, he? that's exactly what he did. And he showed me how to get the distractions out of the way, and but gave baseball back to me. I was yeah. so thankful. Yeah. He gave it back because there was a little bit of my heart that was wanting to do the right thing, even though there was only a little bit that was wanting to do the right thing. He used that and drew me back and, and grew my heart. So you, you're coaching, you're working at the church. What, what happens over the process of time? So we, we went through that and uh, had the opportunity. My brother was on the team that year, and uh, we actually won the state title that year. Mm-hmm. The Lord even blessed us with that, which was wonderful, and uh, had a great time coaching. Loved it, my first year coaching. And uh, it really, really enjoyed that. Um, I started instructing baseball when I was 19 years old, but never really got to coach. But then coaching started when I was around that 24, 24 okay. age. But... Um, the Lord just continued to grow and, and kept me in his word. And I would continue to stay in church and involved with the right people. And he just continued to grow things. And then Tom Farrell was at our our church. And uh, Amy Brooks, who was then Amy Bishop, was a yeah. very good friend of mine. And at that time, she said, uh, you need to come to the wilds. And so I said, okay, let me look into that. Tom Farrell came in to speak. I went to Tom Farrell and said, hey, can you check into this for me? I really think the Lord wants me to do this. Can you can you see if anything? He called and they had one opening on op staff. I said, I'll take it. So you came to work at the Wiles? Worked at the Wiles on op staff. And, uh, what through, summer was that? Uh, Back in the 80s? I think it was, was it 88? Okay, all right. I 
I believe. Okay. I can't remember, but I think it was 88. Okay. But worked there that summer. And through that, everyone said, you need to come to Bob Jones. You need to come to Bob Jones. And so I got an appointment with Dr. Bob Wood. Hmm. And I, I drove in one day, and I sat down with him. And we talked in one of these offices up here. And as we were talking, I told him, I said, I really believe the Lord's leading me here. I want to get some things right with him. I want a good education, Christian education. And he said, well, if that's what you believe the Lord's wanting to do, then you need to be here. I said, well, financially, you know, I need to take care of it. And he said, don't worry about that. Hang on a second. He got on the phone. He put the phone back down. He says, you've got a job at Samwise Sports World in the mall when you get here. <laughs> and he said, so show up in two weeks. So I went back to Wiles real quick, got my things. I headed down to Florida, got my things, came back here. And here we go. Okay. And uh, so you were here. How many? How long were you here? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. I came as a as an education major, wanted to teach, and uh, I got three years in. Changed my major. I wanted more Bible. I knew I was going into a Christian school right. to teach, so I knew I had enough education uh, classes to be able to get into a Christian school, and then uh, took more Bible classes. And uh, changed my major to practical Christian training at the time. They had it in the School of Applied Studies, and they had it as a, as okay. a major. So I finished up with that. And then that's what I did. I went out to, to teach and to, and, to, uh, and to coach. So tell me what happened after you finished, after you finished Bob Jones. So I went to Tri-City Ministries okay. out in yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And I was there for a while. And I actually started working with uh, Daryl Porter okay. and Jerry Terrell. Daryl Porter was the most valuable player of the 82 World Series. And he attended the church. We had met a few years before, mm. and uh, he said, hey, I've got an opportunity out here. We're wanting to build a ministry uh, and use baseball. So went out there, and uh, we had about 420-something young kids in our program our first season and started a, a baseball program out there with Jerry Terrell as well, okay. who played for the Kansas City Royals. I see. And uh, the three of us were uh, putting together a program. And the Lord just used it in a great way. Tell me a little bit. I know you've had uh, some uh, ministry opportunities. How many years uh, with regards to the Dominican Republic? I started that. I, I eventually, through the years, wound up at, at Northland International University and uh, became, the of all things, the women's soccer coach. Oh, yeah. And did enjoy that. It was quite a challenge, but I did enjoy it. And I spent the time out there. But while we were there, a man came to me who was now vice president of Baptist Missions, and that's uh, Dave Ferguson. Dave Ferguson walked up to me one day, and it was my first year there. And I was just, you know, googly-eyed trying to figure everything out and how it would work out there and being a soccer coach and, and doing the things that I was doing. And uh, he said, hey, I've got a couple young men here that are going with me to the Dominican Republic. And they said, you know baseball. And I said, I do know some baseball. And I said, I love baseball. He said, well, I want you to think about something. Um, we go out to the Dominican Republic and we use baseball as a, a ministry to give the gospel. And uh, would you consider anything like that? I said, I'd love to. I'd love to. And he said, but I could tell your eyes were glassed over at the time because you were so involved with everything you were doing. So I just let it go at the time is what Dave told me. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay. And then he came the next year and he said, listen to this. And we talked through some things and he said, we want to give instruction. But when we first walked out there the first year, we had hundreds of kids, and we were trying to figure out what to do with 100 kids. What would you do? So we went into the gym and just laid out some certain things that I had been taught. Here's how you teach infield. Here's how you teach outfield. Here's how you teach you know, the different levels. And he said, would you come and be our director of instruction? And God opened that door, and mm. it's been a wonderful ministry. We, that, see, we see almost 1,000 young men 
in one week's time, and they hear the gospel about six times in a week. Wow, wow. And how many how many years have you done that? This will be, if it were not for COVID, this will be our 14th summer. Awesome. Awesome. It's it's just been incredible. And I'm sure you'd love to take some of the Bruins players down there. Uh, We're planning. We're going to take them in the spring next year. That's what our plan is. Take the whole team. Well, let's uh, let's fast forward to uh, the BJU uh, baseball team. We launched this year. Yes. Our inaugural season. But let's back up. And when did you get the call from uh, Neil Ring, our AD, about the program when you came here? And then, of course, we ha- we've had some some hurdles to overcome. Sure, sure. I uh, I tell you, I uh, I had a daughter, Faith, who's just recently been married to Dan Daniel Heffernan, and uh, very thankful for the two of them. But uh, I brought her here as a student, and when I brought her here as a student, just seeing the things that were going on here on campus. Uh, the discipleship and just uh, the many things going on campus. I, I was just very excited about Bob Jones University, and uh, of course my alma mater, mm-hmm. and and just seeing all the good going on, just just thrilled. And um, I just started hanging around, seeing what was going on, and just loving what was going on. Got back home, and all of a sudden got a got a phone call from Neil Ring, and he said, "Hey, we're considering baseball." And uh, I said, "Okay," and got pretty excited about that, and. Uh, Lo and behold, it came true, mm. and uh, and baseball was really set out there. So he said, "Hey, you you need to get your name on the list here," and so I did. And Neil and I had met years before at Northland, right? And we taught coaching philosophy, and uh, never knowing that it was going to come to something like this, but very thankful. And so the position came open. I filled out the application, sent it in, and Neil called me in. We had a talk and and met several times. Then opportunity to come and meet mm. with you as well, and my wife. And uh, and the Lord just just opened it up and. And what year was that you came here? I came here, what was it? Two thousand seventeen. Was it seventeen? Seventeen or eighteen? Eighteen. Okay, okay 18. it was eighteen. And came so, in eighteen. Yeah, so we we set out to you know, but we we had some setbacks or yes. maybe I should just say some divine delays. That's what I was going to bring it to. When you say setbacks, I was going to make sure everybody understands. The Lord, I think, had his hand in every bit of that. And I, I'm very thankful. And I've said this before, and I'm very thankful for you and your, mm-hmm. and your thoughts and your judgment in making those decisions. They were right decisions. It was, it was disappointing at the time, and it was for my guys. But when we look back and we see what came of it, mm-hmm. I believe wholeheartedly those were the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful that it happened. Mm-hmm. I would hate to know that we started our first season and we got it cut off. Because of COVID, yeah, and it was the very happened. first. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. would have happened, and so now we got to come out and have a full blown season. Didn't know if we were going to because of COVID, but we're well on our way with this, and and very excited about it. So, so tell I'm, us about what we're playing because most folks don't know the yes. the, the incredible opportunity. We yeah, have. we we've been blessed in a, in a great way. We actually get to play at what's now called Conesty Park. It's where the Atlanta Braves used to have their Double A minor league team. Hmm. So uh, many, many names and just a few, Chipper Jones, uh, Glavin, Smoltz, those that are baseball people, they understand those names. They played here. Michael Jordan. They were in. Michael Jordan actually came and played against them, yes, uh-huh. on, on the opposing team. So uh, many great names have been on this field, and uh, and we get to go on it every single day to practice and for every single one of our home games. Mm-hmm. Just thrilled to have the opportunity to be there. What a great venue for our, our fans to be able to come and just be in that atmosphere. And I've even had coaches that we're playing against. When I tell them where we're playing, 
they almost go into child mode when they're talking to me because they remember back when they were kids. Oh, wow. And they remember coming and seeing these players, and they're so excited about it. Hmm. So they can't wait to come and be on that field. You know, not all of them, but a lot of them that I've spoken to yeah. are very excited about it. So the Lord's blessed us in a great way. And uh, it's just it's fantastic for a Division three small Christian school to get to go play on that venue. is just incredible. It's an amazing opportunity. So tell, tell us about the team this year, where we are, and uh, what your vision is for the future. Okay, we're young, very young. But also I say that even in our guys who are juniors and seniors, they're young in baseball. It's their first time playing college baseball. Some of them even set out two years not playing baseball and then came and they've that was the best, you know, for our team right now. And and that's who we have. Right. So they're learning to be college baseball players, every one of them. We have one young man that transferred over here in December that was playing Division Two baseball, Bryson French. Mm. He came over, so he brings some experience because he's played at a, at a different level and been a college player. But all of our men are, are, are learning to be college baseball players and learning how to live the life of, of that college baseball player. So uh, we're pushing on. We're, we're grinding and doing what we need to do. And I, I know, I know uh, in just when, we, when we talk about the coaching staff here at, at Bob Jones in, in all of our 12 sports, and uh, we have a, a, a really good unity among our coaches as yes. far as philosophy. Yes. You know, each sport has its own culture. Basketball, baseball are two different worlds. Soccer right. is different from volleyball. Right. But there's a there's a unity of the philosophy, which I think is what makes the BJU sports program uh, what it is. And as I've, I've told the players, we don't we don't pay you to play. That's right. But we sure dress you good. You eat good. You sleep good, and you dress good. And so we do things with a spirit of excellence. But even more than that, it's really the heart and the and the um, because as a coach here at Bob Jones, you're not just a coach or recruiter. You're also a disciple maker. That's right. So tell us a little bit about your philosophy. Well, there. that you know, as I said before, the Lord taught me a long time ago with baseball. It's not about me. And He started teaching me what that means. I didn't get it, but I knew it was true. And he kept teaching me through the years. He's continuing to teach me through the years. And so he's taught me that this game is about him and it's to honor and glorify him. How do you do that on a baseball field? So he's taught me how to do that. So I get to teach these young men how to do that. I tell my guys all the time, I say, you know what? We get to come and honor and glorify God on a daily basis. But we get to play baseball and earn a degree while we're doing it. Hmm. And we need to put that at the forefront of our minds all the time. That's what we need to be doing. So we go out to the field, and my coaches as well, we go out and try to find ways creatively to use the game to be able to teach these young men, this is how you glorify God in this situation. Mm -hmm. That guy comes, spikes up, sliding into second base and tries to slice your shin because he wants to be safe or make his guy safe at first base. We want to sometimes to go back at him and fight. But it's the wrong approach. That's not God's approach. My ways are not your ways. My That's thoughts true. are not your thoughts. That's true. So we have to do it the way God says to do it, whether we like it or not. And we need to learn to live that way. So this is what we get to do with baseball. This is what we get to do with our athletic program. So we're thrilled about that. And I tell these young men coming in, this is what we're about. Well, before they come in, right. this is what we're about. If this is what you desire in any way, we want you here. If it's not, then this just isn't the place for you. Yeah, because baseball is such an atmosphere, even yes. in a dugout, and and you know, there's just it's just its own thing. That's right. 
That's right. I and, agree. And you're you're shaping you're shaping an atmosphere where they can both win, right, and at the same time grow and support each other. That's right. Yep. Trying to be that family. We're talking about family all the time, and supporting each other as a family. Learning how to do that correctly, so they can take care of their own families someday when baseball is all all right. over. So, but the Lord taught me taught me that through baseball and. Uh, and help me to realize that this is the way you do it. If you don't do it, I take baseball away from you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's well, exactly I, what he did. I understand. So uh, let's, uh, we, as we wrap up, um, give us uh, what your what your your future vision is. We 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 haven't gotten through the first season. It, it's been a, definitely a learning experience for our yes, guys. That's right. Kind of like where we are, and then how do you see the future? Okay. Uh, continue to recruit, obviously, getting young men that, that love the Lord and want to be in here for the right reasons. Uh, we would love to, in the near future, get a win. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. So we're continuing to work on that and uh, and learning how to get out there and, and, and pull that win off. But uh, I want to build the team. I, I want to get to about a, at least a 35-man roster. If we can ever get to a point of having a JV team, that'd be wonderful. Hmm. Uh, so we may you know look to do that. It's certainly not... Um, off the list. We want that on the list to see if we can do that. So we have, what, about 20-plus guys on the team? We have 21 right now. 21. 21. And we're looking to build it. And, and first year, that's not bad. You know, right. it's not bad. Uh, we would certainly love more. Uh, but but that's what that's what the Lord gave us for this yeah, year. Yeah, you, a lot of you got utility players out there. That's right. That's right. Playing different places. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling up, pulling a position player into pitch and everything else. So, yeah. and that's okay. We work through it and, and we'll build it. We've already got two pitchers that have signed that are ready to go for next year. Great. And we've got others that we're speaking to. We've got two coming in this Friday to, to visit campus. Wonderful. So we've got plenty of recruits we're talking to and we're hoping to build that. We've got uniforms waiting for them. So we're ready to get them here. So, <laughs> well, I do, I do have people ask me now. One question I do get asked, I do get, how do I, how do I get, a Bruins baseball cap. Yeah. Those well, are kind got, of prize. Yes, they possessions. are. And, and, and I tell you, I, there are people who have done very special things for us. And I've got to be honest, I do reserve it for them. Okay. Because they have helped us in so many ways. And I mean, we I could go off with so many different names of people here on this campus that have helped us. Well, we'll in have such to. Great we'll ways. have to get. We'll have to get the sellable baseball cap out of the field. We'll have to do something, and I'll have to talk to our vision sports uh, Dan Bowers and and get him to put something up. For yeah, us because so they they really are nice. They, they yeah. our guys look good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thankful for that as well, and that's that's another thing with our our sports program. We provide all of that for them, and the Lord provides the funds for us to be able to take care of them, and that's a special thing here. Yeah, for Division three school for those young men to be suited up well and have all the gear that they need to be able yeah. to take care of them. Yeah. Very thankful for that. Well, Coach, thanks for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And I just want to say to the audience, those of you that are listening, um, the the Bruins sports program here, intercollegiate sports, is a very special part of this university. The Lord is allowing us to have a tremendous diversity of young people that are coming uh, from various backgrounds. But I'm just telling you, folks, we have the best coaching staff in the world. Uh, we we treat our our players in a in an excellent manner. Our, we have many teams that come to play here. They're blown away by the facilities that we have and the way we care for people. And mostly, we want to use it as a platform for ministry, whether it's ministering to other people with the gospel through for salvation, or being a testimony to other Christians. And uh, we, we, we are now a part of the NCAA Division Three, 
and we're in our provisional years going forward. So we're excited about the sports program here at Bob Jones University. And thank you for listening and uh, pray for us that we would be faithful to the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.